Hi, and welcome back to Stay Tuned. I'm Riley Reynolds. And I'm Brie Offenberger, and this is your rundown of everything happening in entertainment this week. Move aside, J-Lo, because there's a new Selena in town. The film Selena, starring Jennifer Lopez, that highlighted the life of Selena Quintanilla, is beloved by all audiences. The Hispanic singer will now live on with a new Netflix series called Selena, the Series. The show will chronicle her coming-of-age story and how she grew to her immense stardom. Now, Christian Serratos has been cast as the new Selena. The Walking Dead actress has sparked a lot of speculation from audiences, but overall her performance is much anticipated. The main issue for audiences right now is the lack of need for the series. They're afraid that Netflix will taint the beautiful story told by the movie and the memory that lives on of Selena. I gotta say I'm a little nervous about this myself, but I am excited and I'll stay hopeful that Netflix will make it a great testament to Selena and who she was as a star. Moving on to another iconic singer, Miley Cyrus can't seem to get out of the news lately. From her swift divorce from Liam Hemsworth to quickly entering a relationship with Cody Simpson, the singer has been making headlines for weeks on end, and it's not going to stop anytime soon. The childhood star, known for her raspy voice, underwent vocal cord surgery this past week after being hospitalized with tonsillitis. The surgery means she will have to spend the remainder of 2019 without singing or performing. It's unfortunate to have to go a couple months without hearing her distinct, incredible voice, but hopefully she comes back stronger than ever. Now for probably the biggest piece of news this week, the People's Choice Awards. The People's Choice Awards took place on Sunday night. Um, There were two performers for the night, Kelsey Ballerini and Alessia Cara. There were a lot of expected winners, but tons of shocking moments. So here are some of the most noteworthy moments from the ceremony. The album of 2019 went to Taylor Swift's Lover. While I did think the album was decent overall, it only came out in August. The other nominated albums were out much longer and therefore allowed more time for them to be dissected and appreciated. I'm extremely glad Billie Eilish's When We All Fall Asleep, Where Did We Go didn't win because excluding the song When the Party's Over, which is beautiful, the album was hot garbage. Ed Sheeran's number six collaborations project was his worst album thus far as he seems to slip farther and farther from his roots, so I'm glad that didn't win either. Either Ariana Grande's Incredible Thank You Next or the Jonas Brothers' Happiness Begins should have won, particularly the former, because it was written so quickly yet so beautifully amid Grande's crises. Lizzo's Cause I Love You was also pretty worthy. I have to say that I was kind of shocked that Taylor Swift's album won, um, and I do agree. Like I think either Ariana's album or Lizzo's album should have won. Um, but I would have to say if I was choosing, I would pick Ariana's album. I think that was probably the most deserving out of all of the nominations. But yeah, definitely Taylor Swift's Lover was a huge surprise to me at least. The group of 2019 went to Blackpink, and this was the most startling for me. I know they're a K-pop group that's much more famous elsewhere, but I don't know a single person that would just recognize that name. BTS, another much more easily identifiable K-pop group, was nominated, and I'm immensely surprised it fell short. Jonas Brothers and Panic at the Disco also had huge years. The choice to pick Blackpink is interesting. That's all I have to say about that. The social celebrity of 2019 went to Ellen DeGeneres, and I'm pleasantly surprised to see Ellen beat out Kim Kardashian West, Justin Bieber, and Cardi B, among others. Even though there was all that controversy, 
over her relationship with George W. Bush. It's refreshing to see that everyone still recognizes she's literally the queen of everything. She's definitely someone who is very deserving of that award. Um, Ellen always, like we've talked about in previous episodes of this podcast, she always just radiates kindness and positivity toward other people. And she's hilarious. And like, I think out of all the people listed, she's one of the best role models, at least. So it's nice to see that it's going to somebody who is really deserving of the award rather than just kind of loud with their social status. The Game Changer of 2019 went to Simone Biles. We talked about the nominees on one of the first episodes of this podcast, and I remember narrowing down my personal choices to either one of the U.S. Women's National Team members, which were Megan Rapinoe or Alex Morgan, or Biles. Biles won for completing the first female triple-double and earning her sixth all-around title, and she deserves all the accolades she's getting. Now on to the more movie and acting side of things. Um, There were a lot of awards that were definitely deserving, like Avengers Endgame cleaned up and Stranger Things got a lot of awards. Um, But one that particularly stood out to me was the drama movie of 2019, After One which was a movie that I watched on Netflix, um, and it was up against Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Rocket Man, Five Feet Apart, Glass, Us, Triple Frontier, Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil, and Vile. And of all of those films, After was the worst. It was the worst of all of those films. And it's, it's one of those movies that is just complete, like, teen garbage. You know, and it's and it's not even one that you can like love to appreciate because it's just, you know, a waste of energy. It's more like Riverdale where you watch it, but you hate watch it because it's literally garbage and you just want to watch it to make fun of it. That's the type of movie that after is. There are some really great films on there. I mean, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Rocket Man, Five Feet Apart, Glass Us, like all of those. So incredible. And yet, after Beat Those, it makes zero sense to me. I mean, first of all, the film isn't even that great of a concept. And I mean, it kind of just like glorifies a girl cheating on her boyfriend. Um, And the acting was not good at all. The acting was pretty bad, actually. And you're going to put these, like, new actors in this garbage film up against people like Lupita Nyong'o in Us or Leonardo DiCaprio in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood or even Zac Efron in Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil and Vile. Like, all of those performances alone were so much better than After. And even if we're just basing the movie on its concept... After should have been the last one to win. Moving on to better news, the male and female movie stars of 2019 went to Zendaya and Robert Downey Jr. And those were definitely well-deserved. But another star that we need to talk about is Cole Sprouse. So Cole Sprouse won Drama Movie Star of 2019 over Taron Egerton, Zac Efron, Lupita Nyong'o, Leonardo DiCaprio, Brad Pitt, Sarah Paulson, and Samuel L. Jackson. I just want you to think about that for a second. That Cole Sprouse, a.k.a. Jughead Jones from Riverdale, and little Mr. 
annoying, you know, cynical man and five feet apart, he beat all of those incredible actors. And that just does not make sense to me. And the other thing was he won male TV star over um, Milo Ventimiglia and Sterling K. Brown on This Is Us and other actors from shows like Game of Thrones, The Walking Dead, and Stranger Things. So, drama movie star. His performance in Five Feet Apart was great. I mean, he did a good job in his character, you know? Like, his, I mean, you can't look at that and just say, like, wow, that was garbage. Like, he did a good job. But comparatively with those other people, I mean, Zac Efron gave one of the greatest performances of his life in this movie. And... I mean, Lupita Nyong'o, come on. You're really going to say that Cole Sprouse beats out Lupita Nyong'o? Like, that's just not a thing. And the other thing about it is the male TV star. Riverdale is a joke. I mean, it's a joke of a show. And it's one of those that you love to hate. Like, you hate watch it. But his acting is not special in the series. If you would have told me that Lily Reinhardt won, you know, like in the female category... I'd believe it because she really does take the hot garbage that is the script of that show and turns it into something actually interesting. But Cole Sprouse does not deserve to win over all of those other great actors. But the three biggest awards of the night were actually extremely well-deserved. The People's Champion Award went to Pink, which is just super accurate. Um, The People's Fashion Icon Award went to Gwen Stefani, who consistently goes above and beyond for her fashion statements. And the People's Icon Award went to Jennifer Aniston, who made a really heartfelt speech about friends and how she wouldn't have been able to receive this award without the help of friends and her character, Rachel. So all three women are so strong and they're such good role models and they were all very humbled by their awards. And I really appreciated seeing them win. What did you think, Brie? I completely with, agree with all these awards, which is kind of surprising considered, considering I didn't agree with half of the list. But especially Jennifer Aniston for the Icon Award, yes. Thank you, People's Choice, for fulfilling all of my dreams. And I'm really happy that she talked about Friends. Obviously, it's one of my favorite shows of all time. And her character, Rachel, will never stop being iconic. So it's very fitting, and I'm glad she won. Pink is... A, is an amazing person and Gwen Stefani is a fashion queen so I agree and what I thought was interesting too is like a lot of people who are on a show for so long and are just kind of like nailed to a specific character kind of see it as a negative rather than a positive because people only know them for that character or sometimes people won't be able to see them in any other shows or movies but I love how Jen Aniston is so appreciative for her time on Friends, you know, and she's been in so many other movies and everything else, and yet it all comes back to Friends, and it's just really nice to see someone really embracing their roots and embracing how iconic their characters were. From a night those stars will never forget to a night this star wishes he could. At Tyler the Creator's music festival, Camp Flognaw, he teased a surprised guest, and audiences expected Frank Ocean, what with his latest releases of music and his close friendship with Tyler. 
However, Tyler ended up bringing Drake on stage, and the famous rapper was promptly booed off by fans. Drake told the audience that he was here for them, and if they wanted him to keep going, he would keep going. However, instead of encouragement, the audience continued to boo, and some even chanted to bring Frank Ocean on stage. Drake made his exit from the stage by saying, It's been love. I love y'all. I go by the name of Drake. Thank you for having me. This made me so sad. It really frustrates me when people disrespect iconic rappers like this. Like, Drake... Yeah, he hasn't been releasing the type of quality content that he used to release. But you gotta go back and remember your roots, rap fans. Like, Drake is the mastermind behind so many great hits and so many songs that really shaped and changed the game of rap. So it's really, really disappointing to me. And even Tyler was disappointed in his fans. Like, he went on Twitter saying that he was so embarrassed by his fans, and he was like, he even joked saying, like, he was mad at them because Hotline Bling was next, and so he was going to go listen to it in the shower and cry. But it just, I mean, first of all, as a fan of Drake, it makes me sad to see that this happened. And then second of all, as a fan of Tyler, imagine how embarrassed he is, you know, that he thought he was doing this great thing by bringing one of the most iconic rappers to his festival and then everyone booed him off the stage i just have to say though i am not the biggest fan of drake i think this is extremely rude just because he didn't bring out just because tyler didn't bring out frank ocean doesn't mean anything he didn't say hey i'm bringing frank ocean and then bring out drake instead you could be a little mad over that but you don't need to boo off anybody ever unless they're pulling a drake bell and really just performing horribly <laughs> i mean yeah it wasn't even like drake was giving a bad performance like it was fine and this too raises the question of should people keep bringing surprised surprising headliners because you know this reaction could happen i mean most of the time it doesn't but this could happen so it's something to think about and you know i just want to say drake if you ever listen to this podcast i love you and i'm proud of your performance and i would not have booed you off the stage so let's change topics dramatically the show we all grew up alongside sesame street is celebrating its 50th anniversary on november 17th starting at 7 p.m joseph gordon levitt will host the beloved show celebration which will feature a plethora of contemporary celebrities singing some of the most recognizable hits from the show you can watch it on pbs and we can't wait to see the classic show's landmark commemoration from a children's beloved show to a hollywood beloved director Paul Thomas Anderson, director of Boogie Nights, There Will Be Blood, and The Master, will release a new film in 2020. The untitled project is based on a high school student set in the 1970s. There has been plenty of speculation about who will be cast as the high school boy. Everyone from Lucas Hedges to Timothy Chalamet have been mentioned. But it'll be exciting to see the director's return to the big screen following up his 2017 drama, Phantom Thread. Why not change the discussion to crude comedy now? After two long years, the much-sought-after fourth season of Rick, of Rick and Morty is here. The sitcom's first episode from the new season is available to stream online for free via the Adult Swim website as long as you live in the United States. The season consists of ten episodes, but the latter half won't be released until 2020. 
News of a season five has also been confirmed by creator Dan Harmon. If Rick and Morty get into as much shenanigans as they did during the Pickle Rick era, it'll be a season you won't want to miss. So let's continue with the good news. Fans of the beloved character Sonic can rest easy now because the new trailer for the upcoming Sonic the Hedgehog featured a much more familiar face. When the initial trailer was released in April, it received immediate backlash for its ugly portrayal of a classic character. Now, Sonic better resembles the video game character we all know and love. The first Sonic was kind of scary, so I'm happy to see director Jeff Fowler paid attention to the angry fans. Sonic isn't the only one with a new promo. The Netflix show that took the drama series lovers by storm, You, ended pretty aggressively. So I won't spoil it for those of you who haven't seen it yet, but if you haven't watched season one of You, now's the time. Netflix has just announced the release date of the second season, which will premiere December 26th. Penn Badgley, who plays the main character, Joe Goldberg, posted a teaser on Twitter about being ready for a fresh start. Netflix also posted some teasers featuring Joe's ex-girlfriend in the background and a seemingly unknown woman in the foreground. The first season ended in such a way that it'll be interesting to see what they do with the rest of the second season. Though Penn stars in You, he will not be reprising his role as Dan in the new reboot of Gossip Girl. Though not a lot of information about the premise has been released yet, the creators of Gossip Girl have announced a reboot. What audiences know now is, it will heavily revisit the Upper East Side through the lens of social media. It will accurately reflect the demographic of New York teens, including more ethnically diverse characters and various sexual orientations. Another plus about the reboot, Kristen Bell will return to narrate the reboot of the beloved teen drama. From the Met Steps to the Met Gala, the 2020 Met Gala's theme and co-chairs were announced and people are buzzing. The theme for this year is About Time, Fashion and Duration, which aims to inspire attendees to dissect how fashion has changed and developed over the decades. The co-chairs were also announced and include La La Land actress Emma Stone, The Devil Wears Parada star Meryl Streep, and the mastermind behind the Broadway musical Hamilton, Lin-Manuel Miranda, and Louis Vuitton's creative director, Nicholas Jesquire. The 2020 Met Gala will mark the 150th anniversary of the event and will happen on May 4th, 2020, so mark your calendars. Moving on to unexpected news, after heavy conversations surrounding who is going to star as Prince Eric and the Little Mermaid live-action remake came to light, you can now rest easy because he's finally been chosen, but you may not recognize the name. Jonah Howard King will star as Eric alongside Halle Bailey as Ariel, Melissa McCarthy as Ursula, Javier Bardem as King Triton, and David Diggs as Sebastian. Howard King has credits in Little Women, Howard's End, and A Dog's Way Home, but otherwise, he's practically new. It's a bold choice since Harry Styles, one of the biggest names right now, was rumored to play Eric at one point, but hopefully Jonah doesn't disappoint. Now for some of the weirdest news of the week and of the month, basically. News rapidly spread on social media that the entire cast of Days of Our Lives was fired. Every cast member of NBC's last soap opera was released from their contracts as the producers were working on a record 56th season of the show. Episodes will continue until at least September 2020. And a source, however, told USA Today that the cast contracts are just suspended because the show's renewal hasn't been approved. 
and the show isn't necessarily in jeopardy. Whether the show continues or not, it had a good run and will be kind of missed. I think the only person who may have guessed this next news would be Chrissy Teigen herself. John Legend, widely known for his infectious hits and Jesus Christ Superstar live and concert performance, was voted as People's 2019 Sexiest Man Alive. He's made a name for himself through his successful discography, work in philanthropy, and overall unproblematic lifestyle. But it's just a weird choice. I think people chose the wrong John, as it should have been Mulaney, but I must say they could have made a far worse choice. What do you think, Riley? Honestly, I think being the sexiest man alive has a lot more to do with a balance of looks and personality and accomplishments. So I think that John Legend is somewhat deserving of this award. I mean, he's hot enough for sure. Um, And he's the youngest EGOT winner of all time with an Emmy, a Grammy, an Oscar, and a Tony. And I think that that's really exciting for him. And he can add this award onto his, you know, award shelf, which is cool. But... I mean, I also would have liked to see John Mulaney, you know, not to be biased or anything. But yeah, like you said, they definitely could have made a far worse choice. And I have to say that I really always looked at John Legend as more of like a cute guy, you know, like with his like all of me loves all of you and all that stuff. But when I saw him in Jesus Christ Superstar Live, that kind of changed my perspective on Mr. John Legend. So I would say that I'm pretty happy with their selection well it wouldn't be an episode of stay tuned without our positive pick of the week this week goes to sebastian and jay two little boys who are alternating the role of tiny tim in a christmas carol on broadway sebastian and jay are seven and eight years old and they both share the diagnosis of cerebral palsy in an era of authenticity and proper representation of groups, the Broadway show of A Christmas Carol has begun to cast young boys and girls with disabilities as the role of Tiny Tim. The Lyceum Theater, where the show is currently in previews, has installed ramps and has the boys sharing a dressing room closest to the stage. It's really beautiful to see more people with disabilities being represented on Broadway and in the entertainment world in general. Well, that'll do it for us on this week's episode of Stay Tuned. Tune in next week where we'll discuss more about what's going on in the entertainment world.